What's up? Hi. How are you? I am okay. Okay. How are you? I'm good. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. We've been hanging out for a few hours. It seems like you've been great. Uh, yeah, I have been great. I've been good. Until good. I just cleared my throat real nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, okay. Did you finally watch episode one of Moon Knight? I did. I watched episode two as well. <laughs> we forgot to watch episode two. The Lego Star Wars game came out and we've just been playing that nonstop. And we were going to bed last night and my girlfriend says, oh, we forgot to watch Moon Knight. I was like, fuck. So episode two, I think, is a lot better than episode one. Oh, wow. I really liked episode one. Um, episode two, I think, is better than episode cool. one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've, I've heard that somewhere. Before. Okay. So I guess should we do spoiler alerts or should we just do spoiler free reviews? So let's let's for this one. Let's do a spoiler free review of okay. episode one. Episode one. And maybe you could give me your rough thoughts on episode two because I haven't seen it yet. How'd you Ep- like episode one? Interesting. I really liked it. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was, and I noticed, and I know that you have to do it this way. I know you have to, but the way that they drag out the, you know how most, most uh, shows, uh, or I guess most like film as well, mm. they try not to drag out the confusion for the viewer. Mm. It's it's. <laughs> You know, it's the heavy-handed, what are we doing here? It's like, come on, you know what we're doing here, Mark. We're here to infiltrate the blah, 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 because we need to get those plans. Because if we don't, you know, the world's going to be over. Because then they'll have the nuclear launch codes and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's like this weird... The, the, yeah, the exposition. Yeah, of, of just, cool, now I know what the movie's about. Yeah, Yay. exactly. I know the characters. I, I don't I, I don't know enough to say if it's a trend or if it's a style or if it's on purpose to keep you watching but when it comes to these Marvel shows I guess even some of the Star Wars stuff like Book of Boba it's very much a we're not going to tell you anything mm. and you won't really figure it out until the final two episodes mm. you know like I immediately think of WandaVision and that experience yeah of just what the Oh, yeah. WandaVision did that hardcore. Yes. We had no idea what was going on for more than half the season. And it's purposely done. Yeah. It's purposely done, which is very anti what they typically do. Yeah. Right. Typically, you want the viewer to be invested in the characters, wants to be, you want them to have interest into the story of what's going on. Yeah. You want them to be emotionally in. Um, not to go on a tangent. I, I, that's my catchphrase for this show. Not to go on a tangent. Not to go on a tangent. Followed by a 20-minute tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I'm keeping this short. I'm watching Dune. The movie Dune. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful movie. Yeah. The music is amazing. Yeah. They do a great pace of the first 20 minutes of getting you up to speed without bashing you over the head like you're a child of, of what's going on. Well... You see here, little little Mark. Yeah. Um, we're we're you know the the house of blah blah blah, and in this current galaxy, there's two houses and blah blah blah. Like they don't they don't. As you remember from your history lesson. Yeah. Exposition child in yes. the movie. Yeah. Exactly. That's what the the Austin Powers character Basil Exposition. He's yes. the guy who gives Austin Powers his missions. As you know, Austin, <laughs> Doctor Evil has been frozen for forty years, and it appears <laughs> that he's back, and he's doing this thing, and you need to stop him. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I I totally get what you're saying. Yes. I think it's interesting you brought up Wandavision because I didn't think of that, but it is so true 
that show just did its own thing and didn't care if we were on board or knew what was going on. I think they purposely, I think you're right. They definitely purposely like dragged it out, hid things from us. They tried to make it confusing. I, I, I wonder how much of that is them being confident in that they know you're in. Mm. They don't need to sell you on it. You're in on the MCU. Yeah. They know you're invested. You're paying for the streaming package. Or in that situation, we were in because of the shtick that the show was doing. We're in to see like, oh, I can't wait to see what uh, like the next decade of television is going to look like. And then I, oh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. This is so interesting. So to a degree. The story itself was hard to follow, but the what they were doing with the show was interesting. Um, Moon Knight, I love the way they're doing it even more because we are up to speed with the main character. It's just the main character has no idea what the fuck is going on. So that's why they're keeping it from us. Episode two kind of fully open. And this is what I do like about the show so far is yeah. that that thing of dragging it out. Yeah. I feel like they did it in spurts in the first episode. And the second one, they just said, yeah, screw that. We're just here you go. Okay. Yeah. Because the first one was all um, uh, uh, Steven. It was all Steven in the first episode. Steven has no idea what's going on. Well, neither do I. I, I didn't know. the. I don't know the character. Me neither. I just know, like, I've seen some still images from, like, some of the comic books and stuff like that to get, like, a, a sense of, like, what this character's like. And I, like, read the the top paragraph of his Wikipedia article. It was like, Moon Knight's this guy, and he has this superpower, and he's blah, 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 split personality. And it's like, okay, cool. That's all I need to know. Um and then the the way I loved the, my favorite thing about episode one is no the spoiler, w- right? Uh, can we? S- so I just said split personality. The main character has a split personality. I just I'll, I think I could say this without spoiling it. I love that at least in episode one we don't get to see what the other personality did. He like you you ah, see him like uh, yes. and then he does he goes to the other personality and immediately cuts back. And something clearly has happened. Yes. And he's like, what the hell is happening? Yes. And we don't get to see it. That's so much more interesting for us as the viewer. And I obviously haven't seen episode two, so I don't know if they go back and fill in those holes. But it was so interesting to be as clueless as the main character. Like, we're along for the ride with him. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Um, and also, I really like the villain as well. Um, Ethan Hawke. He's he's I think he's having a little comeback here. I think so, yeah. He's in the northern, which I'm sure you are drooling at. The the Northman. The Northman, I'm sorry, the Northman. Absolutely. Northman. Every time they release a new trailer for it, I like I'm yes, plug it into my eyes. <laughs> uh everything about that movie. Yeah. Um the fact that it's like it is based on the original story that inspired Macbeth. So like Mix Lion King is inspired by Macbeth. Which in turn was um, Shakespeare was inspired by this old like Celtic Norse tale mm-hmm. of basically the same thing. Uncle kills father and then uh, kidnaps mom and son grows up and gets revenge on uncle and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and there's like witches and like this magical spooky shit and uh, like um, not uh, fate and destiny and all that stuff. Um, so it's very cool. And then also it's directed by Robert Eggers, who directed The Witch and The Lighthouse. Fuck yeah, yes. sign me the yes. fuck up. <laughs> yes. And, and I, it looks I, brutal as hell. Like, I love the Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Because it's it's, oh, yeah. it's so much like the lighthouse kind of scenes that he would do. Yeah, just um, go full Willem Dafoe. Just go so, full weird. <laughs> so metal. 
Yeah. Is the I want it like I want it on like a flag in my garage gym. Yeah. It's the like I'll, like I'll send you to the gates of hell or something. Yeah. And he's like, and at the gates of hell you will find me. <laughs> just just <laughs> something like that. Like, oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh, can't wait. But yes, I'm excited for that. Badass. Um. Yeah, Ethan Ethan Hawke is in that. He plays his father. He plays the father. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I I definitely think he's. He's getting roles. He's in like a new phase that some actors go through. He's in like the Josh Brolin phase mm. where he was a younger kind of hotshot actor and blah, blah, blah. And he kind of seemed to fizzle out with a lot of those actors uh, from that time. And now he's back as like an older actor. And like Josh Brolin is playing like the fatherly figures, obviously like Thanos and stuff like that. But he's in Dune and he plays like this, this wise like mentor figure and stuff like that. And there's a lot of that going on. Um, speaking of Dune, seeing Brolin and seeing... Um, Momoa? No, Oscar. or Oscar M- Isaac. O- Oscar Isaac in in that. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So weird. Wait, so why? Because it's just, I'm watching Moon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm watching Dune. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Dune. You've seen Dune, right? Yeah. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. That. It's a shift. Yeah. It's a sh- There you go. That's the word. It's a shift of character for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, T- Timothy, Sh- uh, which is Chalamet. Chalamet. He d- he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty good in that. He, he's a, I, w- I wouldn't say underrated actor. I think he's an adequately rated actor. He's, he's getting a lot of jobs and he's getting a lot of credit and a lot of attention and he deserves it all. Same, yeah. same with Oscar Isaac. Like that dude, yes. he's like incredible. Yeah. And like, think all the different things he's played. Moon Knight, um, the guy, uh, Atreides, Atreides and, um, Dune, mm-hmm. um, Apocalypse. <laughs> And X-Men, Poe Dameron. Yep. Uh the guy from Ex Machina, which is incredible. Yep. That was that was that was my first real hit of yeah. Oscar Isaac was Ex Same. Machina. Uh Inside Lewin Davis, which is incredible. It's a Coen Brothers movie where he's a folk singer in the sixties. Incredible. I think I've seen trailers for that. I it's think like I've seen the trailers for Adam that. Driver is also in it. Yes, I have seen the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Timberlake is in it. Yes. Uh that that's an incredible movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You good? <laughs> you said Adam. Okay. Nothing against Adam Driver. But when I hear the name Adam Driver, all I think about is that scene between him and Scarlett Johansson. Oh. And I remember all I From think about now. Story. Yeah. There's there's the meme. And it's the still of him yelling. <laughs> Explaining something loudly. <laughs> yeah, it's not the panel one. It's just a screenshot of like him and Scarlett Johansson's like crying. Yeah. And I saw somebody <laughs> tweet that and then they captioned it with, I love just putting the scene on in the background when I'm playing Pokemon Red. It really brings me back. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> have you seen that movie? No, I have not. I have that not. Scene I've is, seen that scene. I... Pff, that scene in the context of the movie is one of the most emotionally raw scenes of any movie I've ever seen. I it, think we talked about that movie on the podcast a while ago when I first saw it. It makes me think of uh, it's like the it's like this generation's uh, closer, closer. Have it's you seen closer. closer? No. It's Clive Owen, uh, Julia Roberts, um, uh, uh, Natalie Portman, and yeah. Jude Law. No. No. I've never oh. heard of it. You've never heard of that movie? No, but you should watch Marriage Story. It's... You should watch Closer. Okay. Talk, you want to talk about Raw? <laughs> oh, fuck. Marriage Story is like, 
it cuts deep. <laughs> like that movie, ooh, it it's it's called a marriage story, and it's literally a story about two people getting a divorce <laughs> because of like lack of communication. I mean, and like jealousy, and like marriage, baby, just things spiraling out of control. And you know that. Uh... What's the song? Um, hang on. Um, come on, you got this. I know, I know. Hang on. Um, Describe it. Those no, I, I, I know genre. I know the line. I know the band. I just don't want to say it until I know it because I haven't listened to the song in so long. Um, because it was so, it, it just got so overplayed. Tell me, I can help you. Um, no, hang on. Um, <laughs> this is not good radio right now. Tell me the name of the band. Okay. Anyways, uh, Fall Out Boy. Okay. Um, Sugar, we're going down. No, no, it's from that album. It's from okay. it's from Fucked. Okay. Um, they have an album called Fucked from Under the Cork Tree. Oh. Oh, from, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, one night, one more time. Thanks for the memories. Thanks. thanks yeah. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the line in yeah. that song is from the movie Closer. Okay. The line, uh, he tastes like you, but sweeter. Oh. That's from Closer. Interesting. That's that's a fucked up line. You should watch. So you should watch Closer. If you if, if Marriage Story like rings your bells, you should watch Closer. I think you'll like it. Then. It didn't ring my bells. It's just it got so much hype, and it's it, people said it's Adam Driver's best performance, and it's Scarlett Johansson's best performance, uh, and it's the the director was a writer. For for a famous director i forget who but it was his first shot like directing i think and it was just he knocked it out of the park yeah. like this is just such a raw emotional story it was nominated for best uh best picture uh the year came out um both actors were nominated um so how do you feel about movies like this mm. so i watched i think i think i said this in a recent episode i finished the power of the dog sure right which one yep um uh, jane campion one i believe for director no, I think it was for. It wasn't best picture. No, it wasn't. That was Coda. Yeah, I'm trying to forget. Anyways, um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, a lot of people were saying too, like this is his best performance yet. Like, yeah, this is this is the greatest thing he's ever done, and blah 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 blah. And it's an um, it's a charged movie. Yeah, a mostly charged movie. It's tense. What is it about? It's about about who's in it and the name of it. It's about, uh, how could I say it without spoil? Simple. Mm. It is about a cowboy in Montana and his brother. Okay. Modern day? No. This is like right before World War, 1920s, I think. Okay. So right before like World War, no. After World War One? Yeah, like right (sighs) before the Depression. I think it was right before Depression. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. That's... That's, it has Todd from Breaking Bad in it, right? The guy from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> and Benedict Cumberbatch. And uh, uh, Kristen Dunst. Okay. And her husband. Okay. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jesse. Toby McGuire. No. <laughs> I forget his name. Jesse. Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Je- That's yeah. the guy from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Plemons, Kristen Dunst, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and I forget the young man's name. Got it. There's a fourth one in there. But uh, it is a movie about a uh, like a literal cowboy. Yeah, like that's their job, right? Yeah. Herding cattle. Uh, cowboy, who is Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, and his brother, who's Jesse Clemens. Okay, in Montana. And 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 what what's the plot? What's the what's the? I can't say anything else because that spoils it. 
like instantly like the, right off the bat there's something that i shouldn't know as i said to timmy who is the the movie expert who has been featured on the show yes um I, as i said to him one of the most beautifully shot movies i've ever seen okay just cool. the amount of times that there were scenes where it was just it's it was like uh not to dunes like like dune i think is similar yeah but just there's scenes where you you just you're just drinking in the site. Yeah, and it's so well. And it's done. like in Montana, right? Yeah, and it's just so, well. I, I think it was shot in New Zealand, but okay. it was just a beautiful. It's just so beautifully well done, and the colors, and it's just it's so it looks so good. Yeah, and it's just one of those movies that just looks so good. Um, sorry, you asked me if I could say anything else. If, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. So like I was saying. Um, like I said to Timmy, it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, if possibly the most beautiful, visually beautiful movie I've ever seen. Yeah. However, in the first 10 minutes, I knew exactly how the movie was going to go. Okay. It's a very predictable movie. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah. Okay. Should I just go into it blind then? Would you recommend watching it? I, so this, this is, that question leads straight to my, my, what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Which is, what is it about people wanting to take movies that are emotionally charged that are tense that are screaming traumatic experiences for people <laughs> and they want to they want to just sit there and watch the pain and suffering the break the hardship the 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 emotional physical trauma and damage the assaults and harassments the the breaking points of humanity yeah and then be like that I love that movie. That movie should win an award. Instead of just enjoying a much Spider-Man. Less, yeah. And just <laughs> and, and instead of just wanting to watch a more, I don't know, entertaining movie. Yeah. You know, because there is a difference between sure. that movie entertained me, that was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. To that movie was so good, it was an emotional experience. Yeah. Right? That's a loaded question that I'm gonna try and fail to answer, but here and, we go. Here we go. That's what I wanted. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Uh so I think the reason people like those and enjoy those is because of like the like the emotional journey you go on watching them. Like so nobody so so everybody what <laughs> I wouldn't say I just think of the past 6 years of life in America and tell me that everybody's in a great place. Well, we've <laughs> talked about this. That's why I can't continue playing The Last of Us 2. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's great. And I'm sure in the right mindset, I could play through it and say, wow, what a fantastic, hard-to-enjoy video game. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say I enjoyed watching Marriage Story. But, like, I really, like, appreciated and got, not enjoyment, but, like, satisfaction or, like, I was impressed by the writing of the story like the way it was written the way it was paced the way like these characters try and fail to like see the other people's side and the way i was impressed by adam driver and scarlett johansson's like performance and what they were able to bring to like these characters and like i felt for them and obviously it's not a movie where they like disappear into the character in like a heath ledger joker way whereas like i literally can't look at a still image of that and see that it's heath ledger because right. like the makeup is so good and his voice is so different it's literally Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. She just has a short haircut, but like they become the characters. Like they're so relatable, and like I I feel the struggles that they're going through, and they both the the thing that that movie did so well is like 
there's not a main character. There's not a person that you're siding for. Like you get what both of them are going through and why you get each one's point of view and why it's not working with the other person and like why they both want to try and what their motivations are. And like each one is you're kind of rooting for them, but then they're, they both keep kind of fucking up and like neither of them are really good people, but neither of them are really bad people. It's just people trying their best and failing uh, and just breaking down because of it. And it's like just so raw and emotional and like, what Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson had to do to get to that point to film those scenes must have been very impressive. So, like, those movies are, I think, impressive. And that's, like, all those, the Oscar bait movies people always talk about is the movies that are just, like, I'm just going to make a movie that showcases all of the skills we can to try to soak up as many awards as possible. Where then there's movies where Kevin Feige says, yeah, fuck all that. (laughs) we're going to make movies to impress the people who buy movie tickets and just try to make the most entertaining, uh, fun movies that you want to go back to and you want to watch again and you want to buy the merchandise for and all that stuff. But like things like marriage story is just like, I want to write the most amazing script and then fill the movie with those amazing actresses and actors and get the most amazing cinematographer and get these really outstanding new cutting edge groundbreaking shots and, try this new acting technique to bring out more emotion and all this stuff. So that's, that's why people quote unquote enjoy those. (laughs) Is it enjoy? I I don't think enjoy is the right word, but I can't think of what the right word is. Appreciate respect, appreciate. Um, yeah. So like same thing with the last of us, like it's really interesting. Like, they told a really interesting unconventional story that like you like saw these characters and the motivations and like Joel is not a good person, but you're like on his side because you understand the human feeling of what he's fighting for and stuff like that. But that situation, at least we don't have yet. What? The last of us situation. What? What do you mean? Like the marriage story. Yeah. Yeah. That happens every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 People well, go through messy divorces. Yeah. Yeah. People have bad relationships. Yeah. Yeah. We're not in a situation yet. <laughs> Post apocalypse. For, for the last of us to really be super relatable. <laughs> yeah. Of just, oh, yeah. I hate it when I go to get food and it's already been ransacked by the bandits. Like, we don't have that relatability to that experience yet. So I think in certain a, ways you would. That's a bit more of just, oh, look at the scope. Of the human experience. Sure. Compared to marriage story or the power of the dog, which is, no, this happens every fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. It's the human experience that we know of, but it's the non-happy parts. Yeah. So why are we celebrating these non-happy parts of the human experience? Yeah. I don't... uh... (laughs) I don't know if we're celebrating him. It's just that they're we're literally real. giving them awards. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> so I'm mean, down there uh, to a degree. Yes, we are celebrating them. Yeah, because I think it's something we all understand. And it's like, that's what like theater, not in like theater, theater way, but like movie, th- like not musical theater, movies, TV, musical theater, oh, okay, stage okay, theater. Okay, okay. Like that's what that is, is to portray human experiences or like not even necessarily human experiences. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just it's, people like it. They enjoy, there's something like 
morbidly enjoyable. It's it. it's weird because it's the doses dosage size of it. Sure. Right? When you watch Iron Man one two three, <laughs> and you go through the experience of what Tony Stark goes through, and you're, yeah. you're watching and witnessing. Well, you got to watch Avengers to get the whole arc. True, but like, <laughs> but just in theory, just okay. Let me rephrase it then. If you watch the the story of Tony Stark in the MCU, yeah, RDJ is a very very good actor. Mm-hmm. He sells a very very good human experience of Tony Stark going through what Tony Stark goes through. Yeah, in those stories, right? That's and it's like, relatable, right? Yeah, like that's you like get a, what he's going through. That's like this, which is a like twelve fluid ounce can of seltzer. Yeah, of what the of fuck? range of experience and emotions. Marriage Story is a one point seven five liter of seltzer of emotions and human experience that you're opening up after you shook it, right? Like the experience okay. that you see on screen. Wow. Do you, <laughs> That that is a metaphor, <laughs> but it makes sense though, right? Like it's just no, it's, it doesn't make sense to you. <laughs> Tony Stark's MCU journey is a can of San Pellegrino. His emotional range of what his character goes through, sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> drunk regret, yeah, and uh, fear for losing people, right? And PTSD, mm-hmm. and then uh, victory. And snarkiness. He's also snarky. He is snarky. He's a little, he's a little but sassy. It's part of his emotional defense. Yeah, exactly. Right? But is, that range of that character and the, that performance is very small compared to what you just told me about the experience of Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson in, in, the, in that movie. Yeah. Right? The portrayal of those emotions are very different. Yeah. The emotions may be the same, but the depth of range of what the... And I'm not criticizing uh, RDJ. I'm not saying, oh, he couldn't get, deliver a crazy performance as Tony Stark and Iron Man. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that movie wasn't designed to be like, you're going to get sucked into like the full the full rock bottom of what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. It's more just like, you're going to see how it affects him, and then we're moving on. Yeah. Right? We're moving on to the other thing. Because yeah. we want you to connect Pretty to much. it. We want you to understand his emotion. And connect to it on a on a quick level, mm-hmm. but we want you to be able to keep up with the arc of just the enjoyment of what this movie is. Yeah, exactly. Compared to what, um, just married? No, marriage. Marriage story. story. I'm sorry, marriage story, which is more just like no, let's get hit rock bottom and then let's just stay there. Yeah, right. And then let's uh, roll credits. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's that's what we want to do because that's yeah. life and life is shit. Yeah. So fuck you. And like, let's just do this. Which, like, to be fair, for anybody like at dipping their toe into maybe thinking about watching Marriage Story, it does not hit rock bottom and then end there. <laughs> it's it's not a super duper dark ending. It's just a, it's a rough ride. It's just not an uplifting ending. No, that's what I, that's my point. It's like a bittersweet ending. Yeah, it's just it's it's not supposed to give you. The, the the joy that you have at the end of a, of a movie, right? Yeah. It's not supposed... It, it's supposed to give you a specific feeling. I remember there's this... Um, there's a game company uh, that I really like uh, their work. It's the, the company is called, all one word, That Game Company. Um, and they made uh, Flower and Journey are two games that uh, people may recognize. They were PS3 games. They've been remastered on the PS4. They're on, like, everything nowadays. Um, but their whole shtick... Um, they, their first game they made as a like final project for their senior year at university of Southern California. Uh, they're in the, like the game design major. 
And their whole idea of being a game company is like, there's this spectrum of emotions and like they had a talk about it. Uh, I went to see their talk at PAX East one year in Boston uh, and they had like the spectrum of emotions and there's like blue emotions and it's things like sadness and blah, blah, blah. And then there's yellow emotions and it's happiness and blah, blah, blah. Then there's red emotions and it's like rage and violence and things like that. And he's like video game, all video games ever made take place in this quadrant. (laughs) And it's like um, thinking and like frustration and happiness and uh and like anger so it's like mario jump and make it and oh you died try again oh you did it hooray star points coins everything and then rage is call of duty shoot everybody all the time blah 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 and he's like there's this whole other three quarters of the spectrum of emotions that games barely ever tap into and that's where our games are going to live and we're going to try and tackle a different emotion with each video game it's like flowers this very zen game where you literally play as the wind and you move flower petals like through the air and you're trying to bring back nature and life to this like over industrialized like forest and meadow and stuff like that and it's really beautiful and then journey is like this this game where you're this just this sand person who's on like a a journey through the desert to try to get to a mountain and you don't really know why and every once in a while you could bump into other people and they could go on this journey with you and that's kind of the thing with those movies where our favorite movies this whole podcast we always talk about movies that are like up in that quadrant of like happy adventure woohoo we did it <laughs> star yeah. wars marvel but then there's so many other ranges uh there's so much other space on the spectrum that like down there and like the dark part of the spectrum is where marriage story and the last of us takes place uh, yeah and stuff like that so I mean, I, I just feel like, and I've said this to you before, I feel like there's enough icky in the world and in life. Yeah. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. I think that's valid. Right? Like, I, but, and, and I'm not think, against them. Yeah. But it's just, it doesn't bring me great joy. It's like, do you want to watch this movie about this like relationship that fails and the people just get ruined? It's like, yeah. No, not, but then not really. you get a bunch of rich people and the Academy of Motion Pictures <laughs> who love that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that is the highbrow art yeah. that drives the industry. Yeah. Right. Someone goes, hey, your life is really hard, so you don't want to watch this, right? They go, <laughs> no, it's very easy. Bring it on. This is the only time I'll feel that emotion ever. Actually, that might be it. They're yeah. the one, they're the movies. <laughs> I mean, the sh- I don't think so. The movies and shakers really reductive. <laughs> if you oh, dude, just to freak you out, I don't know if I don't know if I should go there. Oh, maybe you shouldn't though. If you were saying that, let we got so many other topics. Well, no, I'm saying about. it because of because of your reaction to it more so than anything else. But um, long story short, I found today. And you're lucky because I don't have the exact details anymore. Um, apparently, there is a refugee experience that if you are rich enough, you can pay for. And there's pictures of like very rich people going through the quote unquote refugee experience so they can understand what people are going through as refugees. And it shows them in like a warehouse with mock streets made and mock buildings and they're put into slings for their arms or given crutches to have to walk into like food lines, quote unquote, fake food lines. Yeah, I don't think you should have brought this up. 
<laughs> yeah, we can move on. That is late stage capitalism. Yeah, we right don't. There. We don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to go down that path. But rich people paying to feel not as privileged. Yes. <sighs> I forget the name. Uh, the name of the most famous one. Older guy with longer hair, like gray longer hair. I forget. Not uh, obviously on Amazon. Like um, a famous person did this. Yeah. Like a known. Yes guy that you're trying to think of who yeah. went through refugee camp I, I he's the like oh like head or ceo of one of the big companies i forget which one got it but um i remember seeing him like in the picture and i was just like this has to be fake <laughs> this is a bit right <laughs> yeah this is a bit this has to be like a bit they're doing and it just got taken out of context yikes but, um you should watch closer sure you should watch marriage story no yeah same all right <laughs> moving on <laughs> um you wrote Lido, yes on here the Lido, the Lido. you also wrote morbius yes related topics they can be if you want them to be <laughs> they don't have to be i'm assuming the Lido is referencing jared Lido, right Leto? yes the one yes the okay <laughs> i'm really go Start. the jared Lido. Yes. okay begin i think jared Lido is a good actor Oh, I thought you were going to say cannibal. And I was going to say, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> or like a murderer or something. Now, I have only seen like maybe two trailers for Morbius. And I haven't seen it yet. But I keep seeing posts on social media that people are not the biggest fans of it as of this time. That's so weird. And a lot of people keep saying and making fun of Jared Leto. Okay. Bye. I think you've seen the same post of just Jerry Leto is the only actor who would actually become a serial killer to method act and he would get a 23 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Do you generally think he's a good actor? Yes. I think he's one of the most overrated actors. Okay. I can't think of a performance of his that was actually good. He's been in some interesting movies. He's been in some great movies. Requiem for a Dream is a great movie that I will watch once and never again. Because that's in... If we think Marriage Story is in a dark part okay, of the, okay. the let me, let me, okay, let me rephrase this. When I say good, I don't know what you think of. I'm putting him in my mind as a lesser, poor version, American version of a wannabe Colin Farrell. No, like he wants correct. <laughs> he wants those quirky roles. He wants those far spectrum roles. No, he he does he does not want quirky roles. Colin Farrell. I think you're right about Colin Farrell. He takes like quirkier roles, um, like in Bruges and Phone Booth and stuff like that. But um, Jared Leto is the most pretentious, stuck-up asshole about his own acting. Like. When he's acting, I get this vibe from him where he's just like, oh, I'm so fucking good at acting. I'm the shit. I'm doing so good right now. Oh, look how weird I'm being. No one ever does this. I'm the best <laughs> actor at acting. Oh, man. Look how weird my version of the Joker is. I'm doing all these weird, crazy things that are just <laughs> take, take me right out of every movie that I see him in. I do not. I have not liked him in anything I've seen him in. Like Requiem for a Dream, he was fine because he just played a heroin addict and it was fine. But then after that, like Mr. Nobody, ugh. the obviously the Suicide Squad, ugh. 
Uh, Morbius looks terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He's just not for me. There was Dallas Buyers Club where it, it looked like one of those Oscar bait movies of let's let's push everything about this movie to the limits. And that looks kind of interesting. I didn't see it. But House yeah, of no. Gucci? House of Gucci I didn't see. But that's like a... That's like a Colin Farrell penguin situation where he's like so covered in makeup you could barely tell it's him. Um, okay. The Outsider. I haven't seen it. Haven't Blade heard. Runner. Oh, he was in Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. That wasn't terrible, but uh, I mean, I love that movie. His role in it was kind of, oh, I'm fucking Jared Leto. Mm, I'm so good. Mr. Nobody. People can't wait to see me. Yeah, I hated Mr. Lord Nobody. of War. I didn't know he was in that. Alexander with Colin Farrell. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't know he was in that. Little smoochy smoochies. Did they smoochy in that? I think they, did. they were lovers. Yeah. In that movie. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. That was a long fucking movie. I did not see it. Alexander was a long, long movie. It's an epic. Yeah. About it, Alexander the Great. It was, uh, it was fun. Okay. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Um, Why did you want to talk about Jared Leto? Just to say that you think he's a good actor? Just because I wanted to get your reaction. I think he's Be- an incredibly overrated, self I mean, if you remember what I said, I said he's a poor attempt of the Americanized version of a wannabe. <laughs> uh, I, I think I told you. I think that's what I... I'm pretty sure that's what I said right before I said... I think that's giving him way too much credit. <laughs> okay, so you think he's below that? Yeah. Okay. I also don't even think that's the right description for him. I think he's like a... I think he thinks of himself as the new Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just a little, like, so he's douchebag. You think he's arrogant? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan. I'm just... I'd love to get another uh, 30 Seconds to Mars album, though. That would be cool. I don't hate... I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't hate seeing his performances. Okay. Even the Joker. Yikes. You know this goes on the internet, right? I do. People are going to hear do. this. I do. I do. <laughs> My favorite meme is like people congratulating Jared Leto for making the worst Marvel movie and the worst DC movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think what it is is that maybe I recognize it's not. It's it's what you're saying. Yeah, and I just can't look away because I'm just fascinated by that kind of confidence. Yeah, of just wow. I don't know. It's because I want to lead that into, I think yeah. he is this generation's Nickelback. I thought you were going to say Nicolas Cage. And I was no. going to say, mm, kind of. No. Nicolas Cage is, is awesome. He's I this think generation's Nickelback where everybody likes to shit on him. Yes. But he's not actually that bad. He's not exactly. great, but he's not that bad. He's not that bad. Wrong. <laughs> he's 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 pretty bad i think i think your emotions are running hot i think your emotions are running hot about him i i I am when i have to if when i have to like save you from (laughs) insanity because where i'm going with this is i don't believe the hype and i think morbius is not that is gonna not be that bad and i think morbius is going to be a just fine movie. I think it's out. It is out. And everybody is shitting on it. Yeah. And I think it's all exaggerated. 
And I think it's I all just the Nickelback effect of I'm going to hate on it because it's funny when everybody gangs up on this. I think that's what it is. And I think the movie's going to be just fine. Okay. As a 17 on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Like 17% of critics say that it's good. <laughs> that's what that means. That's what the Rotten Tomatoes. Well, maybe they all haven't seen it yet. So Here's that's the, not a complete review. Well, 214 of them have seen it. <laughs> And that's that's the percentage. Here's the critics' consensus. No, 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 no. Yes. this might be a spoiler. I do not care no, because I this is a PSA, I, everybody. I think you're setting. Please no, listen for the next giving, five minutes. You're one of them. You're one of them. <laughs> you're one of them. You're turning into one of those Nickelback haters. No, by doing this, you are participating in this group mentality, this gang up mentality. You're not even giving it a shot. Have you seen it? No, and I never so will. So you're not going to go see this movie. The trailers look terrible. You're not going to... Okay, how about this? When it comes to HBO Max, you going to watch it then? No. You won't watch it for free? No. It's a waste of time. It's not free. It's I two hours. I don't under... Okay. Time okay. is money, baby. Um, I'm just going to say, what if he ties into the MCU? Uh, it does. So don't you think it's maybe beneficial to watch it to see what happens? No, I have already watched the video of here's literally the new rock stars, you know, new rock stars, that guy on YouTube, like, Hey everybody, welcome back to new rock stars. My name's Eric, whatever his name is. I don't remember. No, I don't watch that. Um, it's a guy who he's very good. He breaks down everything about Marvel and he tries his best with Star Wars, but he's really good at Marvel. Um, he made a video of basically Here's what you need to know as an MCU fan about what Morbius does to the MCU without having to go watch it. <laughs> Here's what you need to take away from the movie. I watched it so you don't have to. Um, I'm just going to read this one critic review. I'm worried it's going to spoil it. it it's no. going to set the wrong expectation. It's going to set the correct it. expectation. It's going to set a bias. It's, it's going to set a bias yes. to, to this experience. Yes. It's setting a bias, and I don't think that's fair to, to this movie. It's relevant to this conversation. I'm just going to plow ahead and read it. I just don't Morbius think it's fair to me or to those who are listening, because I think that what you're doing is participating in talents. the group mentality <laughs> of ganging up on something just to hate it. It, this is you. This is the opposite of you refusing to watch Breaking Bad. This is you being an, a staunch outsider for the sake of being an outsider. Hey, everybody How? in the world agrees on this. I am going to disagree. There's nothing wrong with wanting to form my own opinion. There's through nothing my, wrong with my agreeing own with experiences. People. Through my own experiences. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What if you watched. What if you end up watching it and you end up saying, you know what? That was an 8 out of 10. That wasn't bad at all. There's there's literally a 0% chance of that happening. First of all, very low chances of me watching it. Second of all, you got to keep in mind Jared Leto's in this movie and I hate him. (laughs) So let's say this movie was getting, let's say this movie was rated 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Just because Jared Leto's in it, you still won't watch it. No. No, no, no. Okay, no. so you would watch it then if it was highly rated. So here's so we've we've had so many conversations about movie trailers and how you like to black out movies that you're excited for because you already know you're going to watch them and movie trailers just spoil stuff. Movie trailers also give you a little bit of a tease. That's why the first ones are called teasers. They give you a little bit of a, a hint, a clue, a kind of general vibe of what the movie's going to be about. 
to get you either excited to watch it or to scare you away from watching it, which is what the Morbius trailers did. Like, shout outs to the people who made the trailers for that movie for purposely making them bad. Or maybe not purposely. Maybe they tried their best with what they were given and they could not <laughs> they could not get a good trailer to come out of that movie. What of the trailer scared you away? Huh? Details. Tell me details. What in the trailer scared you away? The story. A doctor with a disease yeah. does illegal studies on bats, flies to Costa Rica with like a whole army like ranger setup of people, like a King Kong expedition to go get himself bitten by bats so he can like have contract vampirism and then kills a bunch of people on a boat ride back over, ends up in jail, gets freed from jail, starts to fight crime and fly around like a bat and like the more blood he drinks or something like that, the more evil he gets. So, Ooh, gotta be careful. Don't want to go full bad vampire. And that somehow he's kind of a good guy or something. I don't know. It just looks, I mean, they didn't write that movie. This is from the comic books. Right. But they also could have made the decision to not make that comic book into a movie. (laughs) There are a lot of green lights that shouldn't have been lit. I'm just saying the people at the top said this is in the MCU and this is a good choice. That's yes. what I'm saying. And you're defending that? I mean, the guys have the they suits? screwed up have they screwed up the MCU yet? They've had a couple swings and misses. And this also isn't the MCU. This is you just told me before this is it ties confirmed. into the MCU. Yes, it's confirmed into the MCU. I wouldn't say it's in the MCU. It has ties to the MCU. Would you say the Tobey okay, Maguire okay, Spider-Man wait, wait, movies wait, are in the wait, MCU? Wait, wait, yes. They're not. Well, they are. So here's... <laughs> okay, so here's a question. Here's a question that I think will align us a little bit. An olive branch to say between you and I. Is Sony involved in this? Yes, they made the movie. So in the beginning it says Sony? Yes. Okay. Same guys who made... Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Same guys who made Uncharted. (laughs) Same guys who made The Last of Us 2. What's rated worse, Uncharted or Morbius? Morbius, by a long shot. I think we saw Uncharted was like a 40 or something like that. Uh, And Morbius is a, let me say it again, 17 out of 100. That's a 2 out of 10. That's less than a 2 out of 10. (laughs) That's what people think about this movie. I think you got to give it... It's own shot. See, that's the thing. Because here's the thing. Whoa, I don't whoa, whoa, whoa. think I do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> People hated Face Off. They said it was a bad, cheap, cheesy Hollywood movie. Sure. Perhaps. Yeah. But when I watched it and I watched Face Off, yes. I think it's a great performance by Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Sure. Who both play the good guys and bad guys right. of those characters. And they do an amazing faces. job yeah. of switching their personalities yeah. and being able to be that same character and seeing their own, seeing that character take place in both of their performances, I thought was really, really well done. Yeah. And how you could go from cheering for a bad guy uh, or cheering for the good guy and then hating the quote unquote good guy because he's not the bad guy yeah. was such a weird twist. And I thought it was awesome. Sure. Critics said it was dog shit. That's fun. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Critics are saying Morbius is dog shit. Yeah. Perhaps this is another face. I don't I why 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 are you fighting so hard for this movie that you've also never seen? Because everybody or most people, 83% of people like you, yeah, who haven't seen the movie, yeah, are saying it's a bad movie. 
I'm going with the information that is publicly available, to which me on the is being told to you. So let's say, let's say everybody said this new restaurant that opened up was complete dog shit. Would you give it a shot? No. And be like, maybe it's okay. No. Or would you just be like, hey, if the world, I am going to learn from the sins of my fathers. <laughs> if my dad says, don't walk on the plywood floorboards in the attic, you will fall through and hurt your ankle. And you could get seriously injured. I did it once. I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to give those floorboards a shot. You know, someone could say that, but that doesn't mean it's true necessarily. I think we are fundamentally learning about you. I don't this conversation. think so. I think we're learning about you. <laughs> I know. I think we're learning about you here because I'm willing to give everything a shot. Right? Yeah. Right? If there are 101... Um, crab cakes on a table and you're the 101st person to eat one and the first 100 people all have one and 87% of them say that is a terrible crab cake <laughs> that is a dog shit crab cake and 17 people were like I thought it was pretty good I thought it was fine would you eat one? yes you're gonna get sick <laughs> You're going to throw up later. I would have a bite. Oh, my God. I genuinely can't tell if you're okay. serious. If you're so, just kind of trying to get so, me riled up. So, no, I'm not. I never intentionally try to rile you up ever. I'm like and losing I, respect for you. And I don't understand why you think I would want to do that to a friend. <laughs> because I don't. Hypothetically. Okay. How about this? How about this? You know that dish? That dish of the baby egg? That you crack open and it's yeah. a dead baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a yeah, I forget the name, but it's like in China, right? Uh, it's big in China. I think it's Taiwan, right? Okay. Yeah. And then you slurp the juice God. of the egg with. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. Right. So that small amount of people, they. I wouldn't. That's say a the delicacy. Chinese population is that's small. A, uh, it's, sure. It's, it's it's a small area. It's not it's not China. Right, right, right. It's Taiwan. Yeah. Um. That's a small amount of people in consideration to the entire world. Yeah. They find it a delicacy. Yeah, sure. It's yum-yums in the tum-tums. Go ahead and ask right? the question so I can answer it. Everybody in America says, that's disgusting. That's so gross. That's uh, I can't believe you'd ever do that. Yeah. Would you say, well, because of that, they are misinformed. And therefore, that's actually a disgusting dish. And I'm not going to have it and nobody else should should give it a shot. Or would you go, you know what? Maybe I'll give it a shot. You know, like maybe maybe it is good. I don't know. I've never experienced it. Okay. <laughs> I am nervous to say my next point because I'm nervous that you somehow won't agree with me. Because <laughs> what I'm about to say, I think, makes so much sense. And I'm nervous at what my reaction to be. My reaction will be when you inevitably disagree with me. I think I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <clears throat> I will find... I have found like-minded people to okay. me in the world. And okay. I have certain people that I trust the opinion of for certain things above other people. Okay. I, my friends, I trust the opinion of to mm -hmm. recommend me movies and games and 
music and TV shows and things mm-hmm. like that. Some friends more than others, depending mm-hmm. on how our tastes align. How alike you are. Yeah. How alike we are and how similar our interests are. Mm-hmm. I enjoy... Nope, I'm not even going to get back to Morbius yet. I'm going to go down this 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 metaphor that you've sent us down. I my taste buds are more closely aligned to Americans than they are to the Taiwanese population. So if 99% of the American population says that's gross, I've tried it and I don't like it, and I'm going to trust the people who have tried it. If the, if if people who also like me like Chipotle and Reese's eggs and <laughs> and McChickens. Yes. If they try the egg thing mm-hmm. and they say that was gross, I didn't like it. And then a bunch of Taiwanese people who do not like Reese's eggs and who do not like Chipotle say, "But well, we've tried it and we love it." I am going to agree <laughs> with the people who have like-minded similarity i you're i've lost my mind in this conversation and i can't get my words out but i think you you get where i'm trying to go i get where you're trying to go please do not disagree with me i never said i was i never said i was i was gonna say what if hypothetically in this group of people, like the the ninety nine percent of my people, my scalp is tingling right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm really losing it. I'm just saying the scope of people you're talking about. Let's say half of that group of the, of the people in your group, yeah, they are more uh, uh, savory. They are more. They are bigger fans of the savory flavor. Yeah, and let's say the other half says, "Well, we're more, more of sweet." At the end of the day, we have our variations, right? Yeah, because we're not copy and paste of exactly the same thing. We have similar characteristics to a point. Yeah, one person prefers sriracha. One person prefers Frank's. Yes, There's two different styles. Exactly. Of this thing. Sign me up for Team Sriracha. Yeah. See, perfect. Yeah. So hypothetically. You take those type of variations, and let's say there's a uh, there's a savory umami flavor that people who also like ramen really like. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now let's say part of that umami and part of that savory is in the icky egg thing, and that's something that people around you actually would like. But they're not trying it because the group they're in, the group they're in, is 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 gang mentality telling them not to try it because it's gross, and that that kind of thought process feeds through. So there's a wall of that thought process that stops them from enjoying this actual umami savory experience of the egg. There's okay. <laughs> I will meet you again. I guess we're both choosing to die on this hill. I don't know if you saw, by the way, I almost passed out. I was trying so hard to refrain from yelling at you. I saw your eyes get wide. (laughs) There's another layer of deciding if I will partake in things and enjoy them, which is forming my own opinions about what I do like and what I don't like. I don't care for vampires that much. I okay. don't care for Jared Leto that much. <laughs> I don't care for like generic blockbuster superhero movies like Venom. I knew based on the trailers and based on clearly what it was doing that I probably was not going to like this movie. Very generic 
big like anti-hero blah 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 whatever a stupid comedy and then the villain is basically just the hero but bad for some reason and okay. big rich guy bad whatever okay i knew i wasn't gonna like that movie i watched it it was fine i wasn't really a big fan of it, it was there fine. are more things going against morbius for me that i know i already don't like <laughs> of generic story Big blockbuster, vampires, Jared Leto, cheesy effects, things that I know that I don't like are in this movie. So on top of what 87% of critics say, I also know that there are lots of aspects of this movie that I will not enjoy. Now, with your fucking egg analogy... If I asked questions, what's the texture like? Does it feel like I'm swallowing a fucking beak? Because that's also not something that I'm a fan of. <laughs> what's the temperature? What's the, the viscosity of the liquid or whatever when I drink the bird juice? Like, what is the flavor? What would you relate it to? And if someone says it tastes like ramen broth and it feels like just swallowing a piece of chicken, no beak. I'd say, you know what? Let me give it a shot. But if they say, oh, yeah, it tastes like pissy bird water and it it feels like swallowing a beak. There's also you're going to have to pluck a little bit of feathers out of your mouth. And 99% of Americans (laughs) polled said they hate it. I'm not going to try it. (laughs) But... If people tried it and 50% of them were like, that was gross, and 50% of them were like, it was okay, and I say, and someone tells me, no beak, it's it tastes like ramen broth, it's it's pretty good, and it's kind of warm, I'd say, you know what, let me just get up, let me smell it, you know, I'll ease my way in there. Okay. I'll maybe, you know, watch the trailer, <laughs> if you will, to bring this back to Morbius. Okay. I'll smell the movie, uh, you know. Okay, okay. I'll get a good okay. whiff of it. And then I, I watch the trailer, I go, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like a pissy bird movie. I don't want to, I don't want to watch that one. I, I just... <laughs> I, I, I really hope you haven't convinced any of our listeners to watch Morbius. <laughs> so back in the day, when you saw the first Spider-Man movie. Yes. With Tobey Maguire. Loved it. You loved it. Yes. Okay. Came out in You loved the big one. superhero blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. 2000, yeah. 2002, I want to say. Yeah. I See, here's, here's what I did have in my corner. Uh, it was okay. a big superhero blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, cheesy effects. Yeah. Didn't love that. Big over the top superhero blockbuster, you know, didn't like that until really the MCU came along and they changed the formula a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I love more than any of those, and it outweighs my dis- dislike for those. Spider Man. Okay. So okay, okay. <laughs> so you had an a a, a, a majority factor into yeah. why you like that. Movie. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I swear, if you're going to try again, (laughs) we're running out of time, man. You got got 32 seconds before we get an hour. There is a majority factor in both the egg or Morbius that you just don't know exists. Then such is life. And you won't. Then, you won't then know unless you try it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are things about the egg and there are things about the movie that I know I do not like. So p- p- 
purposely putting my eyes in front of that movie for the chance that there's something that nobody has mentioned that I might love. <laughs> it's not worth it to me. I would rather spend my two hours doing anything else. Okay. Do you know what haggis is? Yes. Okay. Have you had haggis? Uh, no. Okay. Why? I don't quite know what it is. I, I've never had the opportunity. It's boiled intestine. Boiled intestine. Gross. And it's okay. stuffed with a bunch of meat, right? Yes. Okay. And you never had it. I've never had it. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I've been to Scotland. Yeah. And I've had haggis. Okay. And I sat down. Yeah. I actually sat down at a pub to have it, and then I started eating it for breakfast. But when I had it at the pub, I purposely knew, going into Scotland, a Scottish dish that everybody said was fucking disgusting mm-hmm. and revolting and gross and a horrible experience from the visual to the smell to the texture to the taste was haggis yeah and guess what happened you had it and it was good and i ended up having it for breakfast every day i was in scotland okay all right so i took what you said everybody around me in america yeah. every american that i spoke to yep. haggis is fucking disgusting yep you will throw up when you see it. Yep. Wait, it, it it's rubber. You can't stand it. Everybody, even in Ireland, like even people outside of Scotland were like, that's disgusting. Yeah, don't have haggis. I got to Scotland and even Scottish people, half of them were like, you're getting haggis, eh? Like you're actually going to have haggis? Yes. And I did. I liked it. Okay. <clears throat> Towards the end of that story, you started to prove me wrong already. But at least for the Americans... How many of those people were just going off the assumption of, oh, ha- haggis, I've heard of that, and I people say it's gross, so I'm going to tell him that it's gross. The group mentality. Having never had it. The group mentality. Exactly. But it sounds like when you got to Ireland and even Scotland, you probably have met some people that have had it, and they probably didn't like it. In Scotland, half the people were like, it's not bad. People, people make a big deal out of it. The other half were like, it's pretty gross. Don't have it. We have much better food. Don't have that. Sure. Um, I also think it's famous for like outsiders having it and being like, ew. And then they come back to America and like, I had this thing called haggis. It's gross. And then it like grew legs and like that it became the meme of oh, gross food. Um, but like in Scotland, if you just went there and it wasn't a meme that like you probably went there saying like, I'm going to have haggis. And a bunch of Scottish people are like, okay, American. Uh, <laughs> you're just going to have this because it's the thing that we're known for. Just don't waste your time. Like, it's not good. It, you might think it's fine, but like, don't waste your time or whatever. But I think what the point I'm trying to make is you need to go with people who have experienced the thing. Like the egg thing. Uh, my only experience with it, besides you just saying it, is there's a show called An Idiot Abroad, which is very funny. It's Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant send their friend Carl Pilkington, who's a moron, uh, to all these different countries. And he has absolutely no appreciation for the countries that he's <laughs> visiting. And they send him to China. And he just watches a guy from a couple tables over eat the egg. And he's like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, so that's my only experience with the thing. But like, <laughs> I haven't had it. I haven't talked to anybody who's had it been able to describe it to me you've talked to some people who had haggis it was a 50 50 thing mm-hmm. and you know i like meat 
uh, boiled meat isn't always terrible, you know, like sausage, uh, yeah. kielbasa, stuff like that. Hot dogs, yeah. Like, yeah, hot dogs, like even that stuff, like bratwursts and kielbasa is traditionally in like intestine or something yeah. like that. So like, I would give it a shot based on what I know it's about and what it's in. I'd probably have to probe a little bit more on what kind of flavor profiles I'm going to be experiencing and what the texture is going to be like and the temperature and the blah, blah, blah. But I will take people's opinions into account depending on if they're a reliable source, which a lot of the Americans you talk to probably weren't. So a lot of the Americans that we could talk to about this egg probably aren't. But the critics on Rotten Tomatoes who have seen the movie and it is their job to determine if a movie is good or bad. The same critics that give high ratings and awards to the 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 power of the dog type movies. Objectively good movies. Right? Well, yeah. the movies that we talked about before... They're looking for this performance. They're looking for this type of emotional experience as they go through the roller coaster ride and and not even roller coaster ride. They just sink to the bottom and they drown with their characters to see the emotional depth. Right? Yeah. Right? That's that's we just talked about that. Yeah. We just talked about that. Those people. Yeah. You're gonna show them a, a superhero movie and expect them to be like amazing. Amazing. On par. On no par. Way Home. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I, I pretty much remember Scorsese specifically talking about the MCU. I actually think we had an episode about that. He's one guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not famous at all or, or prolific in any way. One guy. Yeah. What does he know? What does he know? That's right. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. I will give you this. But this is also proving my point. Okay. I have seen Citizen Kane, (laughs) widely regarded as one of the best movies of all time. Yes. And I hated it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And through that experience, I have learned some aspects of movies that I don't like. I don't love black and white things. I like things with color. I don't like uh, stationary cameras. Uh, I don't like the mid-Atlantic accent of like, hey, listen here, see? Like that thing. I don't like that. And I've learned what I don't really like about movies. So then when I see a movie, like The Artist that came out in like 2009 or 2011 or whatever, black and white movie that won a bunch of awards, I thought, that looks very interesting. Not going to see it. Not going to like it, no matter how good reviewers say it is, because it's not my thing. I know Morbius isn't my thing, and people said it's bad. So I'm not, this is such a waste of a podcast episode. <laughs> I'm not going to watch the movie. So we're never going to have a spoiler cast. This is our spoiler cast. It's bad, <laughs> and it ties into No Way Home. The, the, the Doctor Strange spell thing brings in Michael Keaton or something, and everybody said, well, that didn't make any sense, and that makes No Way, no Way Home more difficult to understand. <sighs> okay. But, and next week, we'll continue to talk about Moon Knight. Next week will be a good Moon Knight episode, and um, and I'd like to talk about the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, the video game, because it's just delightful, and I want to tell some stories from it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, so we'll see you all next week. Thanks, I, everybody. I need to drink heavily tonight and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> good night. Bye.
768. Yeah, so... Mini portable color monitor. It's color, though. Oh, oh. Is yours color? Uh, yes. It is not <laughs> black and white, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> uh, this one has HDMI. And it's good for PC security, DVR, CCTV, camera system, industrial grade, easy to use. Okay. All right. Now let's let's up the search criteria, the difficulty to a 1080p, 1080p at 32 inches. And are we going to put a size on 32, this? 32, 32. Screen size, 32. I'm going to do 27 and up. Okay. Full HD. <gasps> yes, I found two. One of them is ninety three ninety nine. Used, good condition. Oh, it's a used one. Good oh, condition. That's so cool. Acer twenty seven inch monitor, full HD, seventy five hertz, one millisecond of lag. You know, used. I found one. Used. Used in good condition. How about new? No, you're oh. asking too much. Okay. okay. Refurbished. The same one, <laughs> but seven dollars more. Sorry, I lied. Oh, we've been testing this whole thing? Yes. Okay, test. Test. 